When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents. Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President. You want to hang out with us? and Get your vaccine. And so I went to Human Resources. There's some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. The Betches Sub Podcast. A woman's problem, if you will. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. And this is the Betches Sub Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. We are back from what was a pretty snowy weekend, though you wouldn't know it looking outside, would you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, not a trace of it now, but Rusty did have his first snow this oh, yeah. weekend. And it was the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, he's so cute. He's adorable. He liked it. He so at first he was like, what? And then as soon as he saw us run in the snow. Oh, cute. And he was like, OK, I get this. This is fun. But then it's also like at a certain point, he's just eating a lot of snow. And I'm like, well, oh, right. Yeah. Morty. Yeah. Morty hates it. He doesn't like dig it. I put up this like I've been trying to up Morty. Also, if if these are our dogs, these are our pet animals. If you didn't know, these are in our children. <laughs> yeah, this is our first episode of this up. We do usually talk about the news, um, but. At well, we're going to talk to we're going to get we actually have pet parenthood as a topic today. But um, no, yeah. he doesn't really like it. And I like made a, what I thought was a funny, a funny reel about him not liking it. That kind of like got a lot of views. And then some lady was like, oh, well, mommy didn't shovel. And I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm getting mom shamed for my dachshund. And I replied and then deleted. I was like climate global warming shoveled before noon for me. And then I deleted it because I was like, Amanda, you don't need to get into you know, it with this. Like, random. But sometimes. Sometimes it's hard. It's Sometimes hard it's hard. Yes. Yes. So speaking of speaking of snow, we had snow in the Northeast this weekend, but last week we had some in the mid Atlantic. And as a Virginia native, I mean, what was it like to this I-95? I still can't believe that this happened. Mm-hmm. I feel like in an, if it were not 2022, and had we not become so accustomed to apocalyptic weather stories, apocalyptic stories, period, I think we would still be talking about the 24 hour traffic disaster. I did not get an opportunity to talk about this on the pod last week. And I specifically asked you to talk about it this week, because here's my thing. I'm not surprised that this happened because as a Virginian and as any Virginian listening to this podcast would know, Virginia pretends it does not snow there. It does snow there. It snows there every year. Uh, It snowed there every year that I lived there. And it will continue to snow there because that is part of the climate. It snows there. The state of Virginia does not recognize this, goes into a full panic every time it snows. I don't know why they don't buy salt. I don't know why they don't buy trucks. 
been going on for many years. When I was in high school one time, so it snowed and then everything went crazy because it always does. And like all the buses are like driving off the road and like, right, right. <laughs> it's like all, all chaos breaks loose because no one has snow. Uh, no one has salt prepared for some reason, even though we know the weather, whatever. So one time when I was in high school, we got two weeks off of school because it just kept snowing and freezing before they could like treat the roads and then they had to extend the school year by two weeks into the summer and it was like a whole catastrophic situation and I was pissed off because my parents wouldn't drive me to my boyfriend's house because the roads were so bad so it's like what's the point even what's even the point what's the point of having two weeks off school if your parents aren't going to drive you to your boyfriend's house yeah precisely and I mean what does a snow day even mean when half the country has had to shut down in-person learning because of the the surge of a infectious disease i mean yeah so i'm like this has been going on tim kane and my other thing that i will say is of all the senators the most perfect one to be stuck in a traffic jam for 24 hours is tim kane well that is so true is it because he's the most mild yes, i feel like he's a trustworthy he's just- narr- narrator of the events just as they are and the fact that like that you got like a little rise out of him he was like this is really quite a shame <laughs> Yeah, I, well, Tim Kaine has like a little bit of Charlie Brown energy to me where it's just like, oh, man, I got stuck in traffic for 17 hours on my way to work. And like he was like live tweeting the whole thing and being like, somebody brought me an apple. And I'm like, <laughs> sometimes it's genuinely hard for me. Sometimes I'll sort of be like, who was Hillary's running mate? What? Tim Kaine. I, I truly forget. Yeah, which is pretty telling. He does carry a harmonica. What the last thing I'll say is that he carries a harmonica with him at all times, and I imagine it came in handy. Yes, being you know stuck what? On the road. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever he sort of pops back into the mainstream consciousness, it's always for like a wonderful reason. Whether he has his harmonica, or he is a vice presidential candidate, or he's wearing a bandana that makes him look like he's in the Wild West over his face. Remember that one? Yep. Solid. Definitely a top twenty. Member of the Senate. <laughs> yeah. Of 50. Yeah. Of 100. But oh, really sorry. only 50. Yeah, you're right. Really. Um, I, was, I wasn't thinking of that other, the other one. Uh, the other the, half. the ones that won't vote for anything. Yeah. They, they don't, don't count. count. Uh, so as, a, as we sort of gestured at the beginning of the show, we are two child-free dog-owning ladies in long-term relationships. One of us is, is newly married. I am soon to be married. I actually booked a venue this weekend, <gasps> I think. Exciting! I will be getting married in um, exactly nine months. I conceived my wedding yesterday. Oh my god! So, Congratulations! Oh, thank you. It is exactly yep. as consuming and stressful as they all say. Yeah, uh, but luckily I have my pet companion, my support animal, to help me through it. But according to Pope Francis, this makes me selfish, and the fact that we have children instead of pets make us selfish, and it means we lack the humanity of people who do have children. Of course, you've heard this by now, but last week, the pontiff expressed concern about falling global birth rates. He described the falling birth rates as a, quote, demographic winter and scolded couples that have pets instead of children. Also, it's like, dude, like leave this to the to the demographers and the population (laughs) professors. I I don't know. Why are you so concerned? But anyway, he said these people were being selfish and exhibiting, quote, a denial of fatherhood and motherhood that diminishes us all and takes away our humanity, which, of course, caused quite a stir. 
Yeah, swing and a miss for me from the Pope here. You know, my mom comes from big Catholic family. She's one of six. Um, I get it. I get the the desire to preserve the enormous Catholic family, but <laughs> I don't think it's because of dog parents that that's not happening. I'm always like, Pope, it's because people are poor. Like <laughs> you bring up an excellent point. Point that he is probably meaning like specifically like let's make more Catholics and it's like yeah every well, every, every every like Jew with a designer dog we're all on Instagram like how dare he <laughs> yeah well that number one he's definitely speaking to his own folks in that moment but number two it's like it reminds me of like articles where it's like why aren't millennials buying houses and it's like we don't have any money Pope like that's that's why like my Grandpa was an elevator repair man, like a union blue collar worker guy with six kids. Like you can't do that now anymore. Yeah, that's so you true. know, like that's not. And my grandma like worked on and off, but sometimes she was home and sometimes she was like working at Sears. So it's like you can't have a family like that now. We I have a dog because I can afford a dog. <laughs> Like, <laughs> right. Precisely. Also, it's just so I mean, there are layers here, right? There are so many layers because I don't really know if the Catholic Church is an authority on protecting children for a number of, of reasons. Like, I can't remember who I was listening to or some comedy bit but where it's like, it's insane that you just mentioned the Catholic Church. And it's like the first thing, you, like two things you think of. It's like maybe the Pope and then child sex that. abuse. Like that is crazy. That is crazy. So maybe you want to address that before accusing others of lacking humanity when it comes to children. And maybe oh, ridiculous. Also, maybe let some priests have some kids. Maybe let a little more of them have some kids. Oh, plenty of layers. Just a very, uh, it was a dumb, it was a dumb statement, Francis. Yeah, it does just feel like it's like, like, no, you're still like you still need to be cleaning up your own house before you're coming to tell me not to have a dog. Like, oh, right. you've, got, you've got a lot of other stuff going on, dude. I mean, my whole family is like Catholic pictures, the saints, all of that stuff. I I have a lot of respect for Catholic and the Catholic faith. I just think that the pope, you know, I don't think he needed to speak on this now and at this time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that yeah. the administration of Catholicism is, you know, there are some issues there. <laughs> there are there's some, some issues, issues in there. the management that's been going on for a while. So. <laughs> management issues, management mm-hmm. issues. I love the art. I like the pomp, the circumstance. I like the way it made my grandma feel about her life. I don't like the managerial situation. <laughs> like, Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. Whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of the things I like to buy on Etsy have little dachshunds on them or are four dachshunds. Dottie's got a whole litany of new sweaters and harnesses and all kinds of fun stuff that we get lots of compliments on when we're out on walks. 
A gifting moment is always just around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. We all know your hair and skin can sway your mood and impact your day in ways you can't underestimate. Sometimes what starts as a bad hair day quickly turns into a bad everything else day. I'd never found beauty products that really understood my needs, but ever since I switched to custom hair and skin routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits healthier hair and skin. Yes, but beyond that too. Since I started using pros, I've noticed consistently healthy hair. Even with all I put it through with the heat tools and the hairsprays to get this pompadour sky high, it smells great, it looks fancy on the shelf, and I like that it has my name right on it. This formula is made for V. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. And Pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription at pros.com slash feverdream. So get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash feverdream. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash feverdream. Well, if this was the shot that really kind of hurt on the way down, the chaser was definitely that Spain last week. I think on the same day, passed a law declaring pets as, pets as sentient beings rather than objects when it comes to couples separating or divorcing. So I guess judges must consider the animal's best interest in legal disputes. I assume this means like previously they were considered objects. And what's weird about this kind of law is that like, and this is the issue with like a lot of animal rights things is that like a it's it's a pet until it is like pets that are just, they're either livestock or they're like property, but this, this basically calls them as like, this is a thing. This is a being that has rights and it has feelings. And so this sort of means that like, say it's like some dude had a dog prior to getting in a long-term relationship, but his ex can prove that he's just like, maybe he's like got a charge for something that can prove he's, as I was writing this, maybe this could be abused to like get your dog back. But like, I don't know. I just thought of legally blonde. Like I've taken the damn dog. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I was like, I mean, isn't this the legally blonde? Like yes. Jennifer Coolidge dog scenario. Exactly. But I, that's yes. all I could think about hearing this. I was like, well, finally, we've done something. About <laughs> these men, 20 years later, these men precisely. in parks trying to take Jennifer Coolidge's dog. Yeah. Well, this is like when it comes back to the Pope, it's just, I think, what would Jesus do? I think he would have a dog. I think he would have a dog. I think he would rescue a little, a little pit mix and he would have a dog. I don't know if like culturally people had pets like that then. Well, true, but, but um, we're saying what it's always it, like, supplied to the current context. What would he do? Jesus with the Jesus. long hair would be a hipster with a pit bull mix in Williamsburg. Oh, absolutely. And like the pit bull has like nipples and you're like, why? <laughs> are we both thinking of like Justin Thoreau's dog? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just like, I don't know, those dudes you see around like Union Square who are like a little grungy and the yeah. dog looks like a little grungy too. But it always has nipples. <laughs> yeah. And it always has like visible nipples. And I'm like, like an aggressive oh. amount of nipples for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. Jesus's dog. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, but you, you just got a dog. And you're married, but um, this is always a sensitive conversation. But have you had the what do we do with the dog if something happens with us conversation? 
I think that we like can't even begin to yeah. discuss that. But since we have two pets, obviously mm-hmm. we would have to like one would get one and one would get the other. But it's oh. a horrible circumstance to imagine. Absolutely know. horrible circumstance. And yeah. certainly if if we had to get the law involved, I would want to. I feel like I mean, I feel like a judge would definitely side with me when I think about it. Not because Mike has ever done anything wrong. I just I am. the. He would say I am the primary caretaker mm-hmm. for our animal, which, I've, as I say, on almost nearly every podcast has a number of special needs. <laughs> I think that Danny could make a pretty good case that he's the primary caretaker. And mm-hmm. so uh, for that reason, I would have to play my cards very carefully. Yes, you have to get I'd a good lawyer. Do, I'd have to do the thing where I meet with every lawyer in town so that he can't You'd have get to get Elwood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I would really have to do some legal finagling because he's definitely out here on these streets walking this dog. A lot of witnesses yeah. to that. Yeah, it's pretty cold <laughs> out there. It's, yeah. I'm the opposite. I'm the opposite. Like if you went around my neighborhood, if you ever seen this gentleman with this dog, they'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. That lady though, that lady. (laughs) I would have to do tricks. I'd have to hire what, who is it? Lynn Wood, the Trump lawyer who, (laughs) who Kyle Rittenhouse fired. (laughs) Beautiful. Uh, so we've spent uh, the, the, the top half of the podcast focusing on things we do know about because the bottom half is about uh, schools and kids and teachers and we are not teachers or parents. And I think that's one of the reasons we haven't touched on this as much is because I just it feels like such a terrible conversation with no solutions when it comes to should kids be in school? Should teachers have to teach them in school? Who should be prioritized here? But it is it is clearly so present right now. While more people seem to be getting COVID than than ever, it kind of it's it's just insane that almost two years into the pandemic, the federal government has not found a way or state governments to support them and to have like a way to manage outbreaks. It's crazy. We all dread the what should we have for dinner question. I mean, I know I do. I love a home-cooked meal, but I don't always have the time, energy, or groceries to make it happen. Being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, so I can spend less time trying to be Top Chef and more time watching it. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you never have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and of course, free shipping on your first box. Just go to homechef.com slash fever dream. That's Home chef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard that right. Homechef.com slash fever dream must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. 
No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. You know, much like everything in the pandemic, the pandemic has like laid bare so many different things about our system and where it's inadequate and where it fails and whatnot. And I think that it has forced us to realize that the function of our public schools right now is not just teaching kids about X, Y, and Z. Not it's not race. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's not about teaching. It's not only about teaching kids history wrong. It's also about. <laughs> um, it's also like a major daycare center for uh, m- many, many children. And like we do not have the infrastructure like we can maybe facilitate some of the learning part, but there is just nothing that makes up for having a place to send your kids for the entire day. And while you're, while parents are working and there's just nothing, there's, there's nothing that makes up for it. Teachers are now being like pushed to the brink because it's really not their job to be a daycare center for kids. They are teachers. They are there to teach, but our schools do serve this other function. And I know in New York, it's like one of the biggest issues is how many kids get their best meal their best, hot, most nutritious meal of the day at school and how many kids like the safest place that they go every day is at school. And Mm -hmm. so it's like these buildings serve as so much more than just a place where kids are learning to read and write. And like it's a it's like a function that can't be done virtually. Right. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, as you were talking, I was thinking, I mean, because this country lacks such a lacks a strong safety net across childcare, across child nutrition. It just shows how the pandemic has shown how much that schools have had to absorb so much of that. And so that when you have to necessarily remove that option, how much of that goes away. And it's, it's no secret that, that officials have seen that and they're reluctant to close the schools. But for a lot of reasons, not everybody thinks that is a good idea. So we're going to run through some of the, the current conversation and factors complicating in-person schooling. I'll say before I go through this, I, I I think a lot of times this gets presented as a false choice. Like it's like parents who want in-person learning for kids versus teachers who like don't want to go back, which is not what it is. And also there are plenty of teachers, but like, just to clarify, like if I'm going, cause I know this is a really sensitive subject for people. If it sounds like I'm pitting one ends the other, I, I don't mean to, there are lots of factors just for in the interest of time. So we've obviously had in-person learning resumed for a while now, but we've never had this many people test positive for COVID at once in schools or elsewhere. A record number of New York City kids have missed the last two weeks of school. And not only are these like daycare centers centers literally just to put kids, but like for some kids, it's like if they're not at school, they're elsewhere and it might be somewhere where they shouldn't be. So things are getting kind of lawless in some places where it's like there's so few teachers for even the kids that can show up that the kids that can show up are just like, fuck it. Like 
there's nothing happening at, at school. So when kids get test positive or school shut down, that obviously impacts, par- impacts parents' ability to work. And especially when it's unpredictable. I mean, a lot of the comparisons I've heard, to, I've heard parents say, it's like, well, at least in March, 2020, we knew things were going to be like this for a while once we got over the two weeks thing. But now it's like, we never know if we're going to go from um, in-person to remote and how long that's going to be. So some have wondered why schools didn't just cancel plans for in-person schooling after the holidays and hold off for just a few weeks. Schools obviously don't want to shut down because of all of the things we just talked about, as well as some political pressure to stay open. But so many teachers are out with COVID amid a severe shortage of substitutes. The classes, as I said, they're being they're barely socially distanced because they've had to be combined or they're just not serving any purpose rather than just like a place for kids to be, which has value. As we said, some teachers are, this part makes me so angry. Some teachers are running out of paid sick days and have to lose money in order to adhere to CDC guidelines to isolate. So if you happen to feel fine, yeah, I know. I, if you happen (laughs) to feel fine after, because like a lot of people that are teachers save up sickly for, for years. So maybe, maybe they have a lot, but say that they, they don't, and they're just starting to, or for, for any number of reasons, but the CDC still says you have to isolate for five days. So that's five days. And let's say you, you, if you happen to feel fine, your school's gonna be like, come back, bitch. But if you don't, you have to take even more days. And like earlier in the pandemic, there was a federal requirement to offer paid days off for COVID related matters that were separate. But a lot of districts have gone back to just normal, typical leave. Some have instituted like special COVID sick days, which sounds awesome. But like, imagine saving your sick days for years so you can take them for maternity leave. You test positive for COVID and then you got to be out for 10 days. Then maybe your kid does. You got to be out for 10 more days. I mean, you're losing weeks of leave that you've saved up for for years. It's a disgrace. And so maybe you don't want to do that. So you're just going in and exposing other people, which I don't think that person's, you're a villain for doing that. No, I mean, it, it's with the lack of like support, it makes everyone have to make, you know, questionable moral decisions. Yeah. Things in the gray area, because it's like, you are putting people's livelihood up against public health. And we should not be doing that because when people are going to choose their livelihood in many cases, because it's your livelihood, (laughs) like we should be putting systems in place so that that is not a choice people are having to make so that they can always choose public health. But something we're coming up against time and time again in this pandemic is like there's so many um so much of the stuff that was like propping things up at the beginning, like a lot of those programs have gone away. Yeah. And a lot of them have ended. And a lot of like the programs for businesses, I know things are really, really difficult. Um, especially, you know, I'm seeing it a lot in the live comedy space, which um, personal plug, I do have a show. <laughs> I do have a show uh, Friday the 14th at 7 p.m. at BCC in Williamsburg. And it's been you know, they're putting a lot of stuff in place to try to keep things open and to be able to have shows because like these businesses, they don't have the help that they had before. And like I was feeling nervous mm-hmm. about putting one on. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want places to have to like the government has decided we're open now. Yeah, right, right, so, right. Yeah. And I, I don't really know what people I mean, I think people are simply expressing a frustration when they say, well, it's not fair for our schools to have to close down when bars and restaurants are able to open. And I don't think that means bars and restaurants are necessarily closed because it's just like, they're gonna, 
they're going to close permanently. Like people need to have income. It's like, I, I'm not really going to restaurants because I haven't gotten COVID yet. But I'm like, but also they're all empty on my block. And if I don't go now, they're going to go away. So yeah, it's, it's well, it's it puts everything in a non-ideal position because I think a lot of like, again, you have to put people have to put like your livelihood and the health and well, like financial wellness of their community and of businesses they care about. Like, I care about the theater that I'm doing my shows at. I want right. it to stay open. I want the shows to continue there because there isn't a safety net helping them. And I feel like this is what's happening with our schools as well. You know, yeah. and with the school, it's like the th- there's like devastating consequences to that. Like people are leaving the education field from dealing with this. Oh, I mean, I would if it was an option. And we have a few more minutes. So I just want to run through what's going on in Chicago, because I think that's sort of been the epicenter of how wrong this has gone and how many opportunities to address it have been forsaken. In Chicago, their kids are missing their fourth day of school because of gridlock over how to handle the COVID surge. Basically, the teachers union wanted and voted on a temporary period of remote learning uh, into January just to let this happen. The mayor in the city said, no, go to the classroom. And so they haven't been in the classroom. This is based on the fact everything we've been talking about. There's no teachers. Too many people are sick. There's just it's not helpful. And like nothing is really happening in the schools. And there's just not safety protocols. Specifically, Chicago Public Schools testing program is is not a well-oiled machine. The city has addressed this, like all the opportunities that they had to get it in order have not really been been done. So it's, it's just not that slick. It's not that efficient. So one specific disagreement just to give an example of what the union wants is safer testing protocols. So in many big districts, all students are enrolled in a testing program and they need their parental consent to opt out of it. A lot of times this means like a percentage of kids will be tested each week. But in Chicago, students need to opt in. So you can imagine that's a much smaller group of people and they need parental consent. Teachers and the teachers union say, that means we're not testing enough people. We're not going to catch cases like the testing we're going to do is useless because if we're not testing enough people to even isolate them. So teachers proposed having everyone automatically enrolled and testing 10% of kids every week. And this is just an interesting reaction. I thought Mayor Lori Lightfoot opposes this because she doesn't think schools should perform a, quote, quasi-medical procedure on kids without parents' consent. This is a Democratic mayor. They do do the nose tests in Chicago now, but other school districts do the saliva tests. I don't know if it makes much of a difference, but that was just a bizarre reason to oppose it. But over the weekend, the teachers' union proposed another solution to be remote until January 18th, which is just eight days from now. The city rejected it. It's kind of like, seems like it's going to take you longer to go back and forth and just accept this plan and uh, let people recover. Yeah, and again, it's like, these parents need to know where like if their kid is going to school and they're not have they don't have <laughs> these kids don't have school at all right now it's not remote because the teachers were like we can be we want to be remote and uh and chicago public school said nope everything's canceled until we figure it out so it's not even like if you're in chicago and your kids it home, must be infuriating yeah you they have something to do they just have nothing to do and i, I just if i were a parent right now i I would be institutionalized. <laughs> There's just no way. Yeah, I think the really crazy part of the the Omicron surge is just how like it seems like the system was like caught completely with its pants down, like just had no not thought of this. And it's very strange to me that that is the case because I feel like there should be protocols in place for like, okay, what are we going to do if, and when it surges, but 
Yeah. I think there's a lot to what you said before, which is that, you know, at the start of this, when cases have surged in the past, there were a lot of federal protections and interventions and we're seeing what happens when those don't exist, but like nothing's changed other than the, the virus is quote more mild. But um, if you are a teacher or a parent who's struggling with this, we're putting a few call outs for experiences on our Instagram today. So check those out. That is our show today. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Dupperman. I'm Elise Morales. And this is the Betches Sub Podcast. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.